Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to The Real Forno Show. On Monday's episode, we talked about the full draft class. Well, tonight, we're not going to talk about the draft class. We're going to talk about phase two of OTAs that started this week. And today, we had the first signs of players on the field. Yeah, you heard that right. Players are back on the field. Along with that, we're going to break down a little bit of the UDFA class. I haven't had a chance to watch all these guys, but I have a good sense on everybody and kind of what they bring to the table, at least for now, before we get to see them on the field next weekend. Welcome to The Real Forno Show. Welcome to The Real Forno Show. Managing editor of the USA Today's Vikings Wire. Betting and college football analysis for the Fantasy Points website. Publisher of Substack Run and Shooter. Host of The Good, The Bad, and The Hungry on the Voices of Wrestling Podcast Network, as well as a founding member of Vikings First and Skull. Cheers, ladies and gentlemen. It's Wednesday. Welcome to The Real Forno Show. I am Tyler. With me, as always, top right corner, producer Dave. Um, he didn't get the memo that it was Blue Day, so we're going to make fun of him for wearing a red shirt <laughs> and a purple hat. Um, Dave, how are you today? Oh, I'm good. It's been a long week already. It's only Wednesday, but that's all right, because we're going to talk Vikings football. We absolutely are, and I, I'm, I'm not going to lie. I'm really excited because, that one, this UDFA class is really good um, in, in a whole, but you have to temper our expectations. They're still UDFAs, so um, these are guys that you want to fill the back half of your roster, and they're going to cost the league minimum for three years. 
that kicks ass as far as building a team salary cap wise. If you think some of your best 53 are the cheapest, <laughs> that rocks. Um, also, I get to go see Blink 182 tomorrow, and I am very excited, Dave. That is going to be that's a bucket list concert for me. Wife bought tickets for my birthday back in December, and I'm very excited to uh, hear a bunch of like 45, 50 year old men scream like they're 20 year old kids again. It's going to be awesome. <laughs> well, the the guys I listen to are all dying off if they haven't already. So, yeah, when I was you young, put it that way, I grew up a deadhead. That doesn't surprise me one bit. <laughs> that and uh, I love ZZ Top. I got to listen to them early when I was in seventh grade. Fell in love with them. Very bluesy at the time. And uh, it's a, it was all, most uh the guys I listen to, now I, I'm an eclectic. I love all sorts of music. But uh, when I was getting into the rock and the stuff and going into my teenage years, most of those guys are gone. I mean, shit, Rolling Stones, The Who, Led Zeppelin, you know, all those. Seen Sabbath. Mm-hmm. I've seen, I've been to quite a few concerts back in the day. Most yeah. being the Grateful Dead. Yes, Davey. Jerry. Love it. Absolutely love it. Now let's let's kind of have a conversation here. Um OTA started um on the 17th of April, but they're in different phases. Phase one mm-hmm. is just players come in, they work out, yada yada, bing bang, you can have meetings with them. We're in phase two now. Phase two started after the draft. Uh, and today was the first time. That we see players on the field, Dave. And the biggest takeaway from the players on the field, Lewis Seen looks like his old self. And we've seen the workout videos. Um, I wrote a piece on VikingsWire.com today talking about Lewis Seen. Players reportedly didn't even remember he was injured because of how <laughs> well he was moving. That's a great sign. And young, young mm-hmm. person bones. Heal a lot quicker than old person bones. Oh, yes. And, like, it looks like he's going to be ready for the start of the year. And, Dave, I'm not going to lie. That's phenomenal news. Mm-hmm. No, it's good that they're out there. It was good to see Brian O'Neill talk to everybody today, and he's healing up well. It looks to be, you know, a good sign. Uh, watched Booth, watched Evans. I really like what I heard from Evans. I think that kid's going to step up and earn himself a starting spot, even over Booth. I think he may become the steal of last year's draft, and he may become a a young leader. Even Kirk spoke today, and uh, he was in a good mood as well. Everybody was. um, They got sweaty, and they got hot, and I even had a friend send me a picture of Marcus Davenport with the number zero and asked me if that's the grand total of sacks he's going to get this season. And Saints course, fans are already making that uh, that joke oh, on And on that friend Twitter. is a Saints fan. Of course. <laughs> of course. And I laughed. Um, so one thing that was noteworthy from the press conference, of course, the first question asked of Kirk Cousins was, uh, how did you feel about – you know, the team looking for your replacement. And I found his answer to be really, uh, really smart and mature. Like, mm-hmm. I, I, I'm trying to think of better words, but I really can't right now. Uh, maybe it's the fact that I'm on Corona number two. 
But it's <laughs> his answer. Here's the specific question. How do you interpret what happened this offseason with your contract and their interest in quarterbacks in the draft? And he said, I think you're always looking to the future. You're always thinking about different options. And I think that everybody's got to do their due diligence. And so I'm looking forward to this year and wanting to go out there and prove it again and do it again and play at the highest level I can. And that's really where my focus is. Uh, he didn't. He, he gets it. He's he's not dumb. He he understands why they were searching for a quarterback, mm-hmm. and they got one. And if you want to read my long in depth piece on Jaron Hall with about twenty different clips showing different aspects of his game, yes, I did include negatives because he was a fifth round pick. It's not all sunshine and rainbows. Hell, it wasn't for the first uh, three quarterbacks that went off the board in round one. It's not all sunshine and rainbows for them either, but. You have to understand this is the player you're getting, and I, I'm really proud of it. I would, I would love it if you went and re- read it and let me know what you think. But he also said that at the end of the press conference, he wants to stay in Minnesota. So, I mean, we knew that when he signed here, he viewed it as a lifetime contract. He wanted to be here until he retired. That's not always how football works, but I will say it is a non-zero chance that he gets re-signed. Um, this is a talented football player at the most important position in football. And the Vikings don't want to go without. So depending on how they feel about the quarterback class next year, because there are a, there's a, it's like last year's class, Dave, there's two dudes and about 10 guys who could be a dude, but they need to take a big step. How's that going to look like last year? We knew Bryce Young and CJ Stroud this year. We know Caleb Williams and Drake may. And if you don't know those names, you will. We are going to be talking about quarterbacks on this show a lot until we know for sure what the answer is. We're going to talk about Kirk Cousins. We're going to talk about Jaron Hall. We're going to talk about the quarterback class. I am invested in college football on a personal and professional level. And I, and for those of you that don't know, I I co-host Purple Daily on Draft for Score North with Thor Nystrom, and we're going to be talking a lot about that too. But until the Vikings have a quarterback, we have to keep that uh, conversation going and afloat. And the more you know now, the easier it's going to be for you later to understand, hey, how could this impact the Vikings? What could they do? And I think that's really important. Um, and Dave, as we all know, Kirk can play himself into a longer-term contract. It'd be real simple. Win, baby, win, and keep on winning all the way through February. He balls out, he gets the contract. Like, that's Mm – like, I I would have no problem with, hey, you know what? He plays extremely well. He's willing to take $25, $30 million a year, and considering that's going to be 50 to 60% of what the market is, okay, let's roll. Let's see what happens. And well, if he gets the, if he gets the NFC Championship game or the Super Bowl, he'll get a forty million easy. More than likely, yes. Um, and then we'll be scraping whole, pennies on all the extensions on how to figure they, that now, out. I want to say this because I think the Kirk Cousins contract discussion is marred in a lot of inherent bias the total uh, like 30 million dollars a year is not a lot for a quarterback here's the issue 
Kirk has not been willing to sign longer term deals so we can pl- we can give the contract funny money and play with it to really maximize uh, the window. And to me, that's been the most frustrating part. It's not the total amount of money. It's how we have to structure it. And he has not been willing to give us that flexibility. And he doesn't have to. It's like it's not his job. Um, Peyton Manning and Drew Peyton Manning famously said, "It's not my job to manage my cap. It's not. It's your job to win games. Figure it out. Pay me. Don't blame anybody for that. Like on a personal level, get your money. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, get your money. But from a team building perspective, it's inherently frustrating to not be able to build around your football team because you can't play with the money and you have to get like." add void years and push way more money out. You don't have that kind of like fluid flexibility. Like the chiefs have with Patrick Mahomes, the bills have with Josh Allen, the Ravens are going to have with Lamar Jackson. The Eagles have with Jalen hurts. I know those are younger guys, but they have flexibility. They can do things to maximize the salary cap structure of their football team. The Vikings just can't do that. And that's kind of, that's, that's the basis of the frustration. And it's a lot less about the total dollars. Um, but we'll see what happens this year. If he balls out, wouldn't be shocked if he gets another contract. I also wouldn't be shocked if Vikings just say kumbaya because it's at this this time in a football player's life, especially a quarterback. Like if he had a cannon arm and then he was losing some, it wouldn't be as big of a deal. He has a good arm, and losing some is going to be a big deal. So watching that where that decline is because it comes for everybody, even Tom Brady. Father time waits for no man or woman. Mm-hmm. It always it hits, wins. It hits. It always does. And the only way you can beat it is by retiring early. Nobody wants to do that. Um, but have, yeah, have it's going to be interesting to see how it plays out. Any more nuggets from the OTA today? I have one. Fire away. What's your nugget? It was when I was listening to O'Neill. O'Neill was talking about how Ingram and himself are thinking alike. They're starting to think alike. They're in the film room and they're watching stuff. And rather than Ingram turning around and go, what do I do? He's going, we need to do this based on this scheme. And Brian O'Neill's like, yep. <laughs> He's starting to think alike. Hopefully he takes that step. The whole squad across there coming back even with, you know, everybody on there. Hopefully we'll take that step. The one thing that seemed common was we've got the second year of the same play caller, i.e. KOC, and the offense should get off to a flying start. The only one that's going to be a little bit behind is Addison, because everybody else is returning vets. So mm-hmm. I thought that was encouraging, because getting the offense to hum and hum early, score lots of points, may be key to the Vikings not just winning the NFC North, but having a decent, hopefully, uh, playing for bye type of record. It's going to be rough. We play the top four last teams from last year, so it's going to be rough. We'll find out the schedule approximately on the 11th is what I'm hearing. It's going to be rough, but if that offense can get humming and produce – 35 points a game, we're going to win a lot of games. No, I agree completely. Um, 
this is going to be fun. I, I'm I'm getting really excited. The fact that we have continuity, Dave, on the offensive line for the first time, what feels like forever, is going to be fantastic, and I'm really excited for that. Um, but let's kind of go um, transition into the UDFA class, and this isn't necessarily a phenomenal group as far as like, oh, we got studs, we got studs. There's a lot of intrigue with this class, um, so we're going to kind of just. Go in order here, uh, as I've got guys written down. Um, first name up, Alan Ali, uh, interior offensive lineman for TCU, played guard, um, has some center experience. Uh, he played at SMU with uh, head coach Sonny Dykes, and then he ended up transferring to TCU, started all 15 games, played over 1,000 snaps, and he was a first-team All-Big 12 player. Um, he doesn't have great size, but he has experience. Um it's always good to bet on experience. Like Ali is a kind of a solid player who can play multiple positions. And when you're not going to be a starter, playing multiple positions is great. Mm-hmm. You want to be able to play multiple positions. Um, so when you talk about his it, size. I'm showing him listed as six five three twenty five. I got that wrong. Well, at, for an interior lineman, that's a little big. That's well. It's not small. <laughs> That's you know, he's a big boy. So hey, I I can deal with it. Mm-hmm. We'll see. Yeah. He'll. I mean, all these guys we're about to talk about have to make their money on special teams, and special mm-hmm. teams need linemen too. They got to block. Can he do that? Can he run? You know, the offense. Can he handle? You know, big boys on the other side. That's the question. Yeah, that's that's honestly going to be fascinating, and we'll see. I do think that getting offensive linemen depth is a really good idea for this UDFA class because you don't have to necessarily have great talent. You just have to have capable talent. The Vikings have that. Um, and they're great to stash on the practice squad. Mm-hmm. This next one, Dave, is one I'm very intrigued by. His name is Calvin Avery. Big boy nose tackle out of Illinois. I, I was, I'll be honest, I'm surprised he wasn't drafted this nose tackle class. I mean, Jared Clark from Coastal Carolina, he looked kind of weird at the Senior Bowl. Didn't look like he was carrying a lot of healthy weight. Kind of looked like he had a 20-pound keg in his belly. Like, you, there are big boys, and then there are boys who are big. Like, he he looked like he had a beer gut, not an athletic gut. Like well, I always he, thought of Ika looked a little flabby. But, yeah. But Jared Clark did like he looked he looked like he had a beer gut. Um, but Avery he he has struggled with his weight at times. But he spent here's the funny thing he, they had him spend a year or sorry like an off season with the strength and conditioning coach, mm-hmm. and he lost a ton of weight and got it under control. And he's explosive. He can uh, control multiple gaps, which you need uh, in this defense as far as. Um, playing the run because you want to be able to uh, be a two gap guy. So then your linebackers have less responsibility and they can just point and shoot. Uh, and that's, that's a very important element of run defense. Avery can do that. Of all the UDFAs on this team, I think he has the best chance to make the roster because we Tonga is a nose tackle, but I don't think he's best played as a nose tackle. This is a nose tackle. And if you have them, keep them, especially at, Eight hundred and forty thousand a year. 
that's pretty dang cheap for the NFL. So well, I think minimal. Avery's got the um, – and this so happenstance, we're going to know more when these guys hit the field. I think he has the best chance to make the squad right now. Okay. We'll find out. We we'll mark that out. down. Where's my notepad? Uh, yeah. We'll save that for later when we get to the mm-hmm. final cut in preseason. Next one, Marshall linebacker Abraham Boatplan. Very interesting name, and it rhymes, so that's always fun. Um, but he's <laughs> he's more quick than fast, and he needs to kind of figure out how to utilize that explosiveness. Um, and he's not very good against the pass. Might lim- be limiting a little bit, but because he has that kind of quickness, if you can kind of get him uh, a little smarter with his head, and as far as knowing where to be and knowing how to attack things, I think you may have something here. The one theme with this class, Dave, they took shots on three middle linebackers. Bull plan, and then we're going to talk about the other. Um, yes, Colin. So here's how the practice squad works. Second, you're on the practice squad. Anybody can offer a contract to anybody on your practice squad. It's not like the COVID year where you could protect a guy. If I, if somebody wanted to, let's say Calvin Avery made the practice squad. If somebody wanted to sign him, they can offer him a contract. Avery can say no. Now, not a lot of these guys say no because you're talking about like a $550,000 raise. Per year. Yeah, and they also have to go to that, whoever team that is, 53-man roster. Mm-hmm. And but that's what I mean. It's not like it's not like waivers. They, they get to they get to pick and choose. They get to say yes or no, um, and I think that's really important. It gives the player power, and that's always a good thing, right, Odie? Odie's got his little Easter egg squishy toy, and he wants to play. He's being a good boy. It's it's been a good Odie day today, hasn't it, Bud? Yeah, you can probably hear him in the background. This next guy is a very intriguing one, right, Odie? Yeah. Um, Army Edge. Here's the toy. Ta-da. Go get it, Odie. It's like an Easter egg, stuffed Easter egg. It was. He got it for Easter. Um, Army Edge, Andre Carter II. This is a very interesting one. PFF had him as a first-round talent going into the year and didn't really waver on that until the Senior Bowl. He's 6'5 and a half. 260 plus pounds, incredible quickness, not like no strength. And Dave, you can attest this being that you were a military man. How you train in the military is going to be tenfold different from how you train in football. You're training for endurance, not strength. So the fact that he was trying to train to be a football player and then also training to be an army cadet really has put a like is a weird element with his body where he is not physically dense or strong at all and he needs time in an nfl weight room but he does and and there's weight limits in the army so you can get some of the stuff waived with body fat percentage but you've got to stay within certain parameters and they won't allow you to go beyond those um you get in trouble if you do so now that he'll be playing nfl as long as that stays pat he'll be able to bulk up to where he needs to be. And that's a good thing. So we'll see the second half of his season declined because 
I don't know if it was stress or what he was doing outside of football or not being able to train properly, but he shows he has the God-given gift of being able to play at this level if he puts it all together and gets with a good defensive line coach and weight coach. It's possible future is bright. Now he's a second lieutenant. That means he's going to need somebody to hold his hand and get him from the building to the parking lot without getting lost. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> that was an army joke. That was pretty good. Um, all right. So let's uh, – let, let, but here's the big thing, Dave. The Vikings gave him a lot of money as a UDFA. Guys mm-hmm. – Sometimes they'll get guaranteed like a hundred thousand dollars, which is a pittance. If they make the practice squad, they, they make a hundred thousand, make like about two hundred thousand um, dollars. They guaranteed him thirty three hundred thousand dollars and gave him a forty thousand dollars signing bonus. Dave, that's a lot. It's mm-hmm. a lot of money. That's a big commitment. A, a very big commitment for Carter. But as we talked about, he's got tools. What he. You're not going to chew on this bottle while I'm recording. It's too loud. I know. I'm a mean dad. Um, but that that's kind of the big thing. He uh, like he needs time. But he's got um, eight, over 84th percentile quickness in the short shuttle and like a 95th percentile three-cone drill. Like there's stuff to work with. Mm-hmm. He's uh, He's got a rare like size and length. And then these quickness abilities, if you can get him just decently strong enough so he can set an edge relatively well. Like, I think this guy make, makes a team in the Luigi Villain role. He is he's a talented football player, but he needs time. And you have to give him that time. And that's going to be something that the Vikings are – they already know. But we'll see if they actually want to keep him on the roster because I think based on how much they guaranteed him – they needed to to get him in the building because I bet other teams are trying to get him too. Oh, uh, you bet wholeheartedly with guaranteeing him a record amount of money, and that was set, he set the record for a undrafted free agent. Another well, thing that's going to—I don't know if he set the record. It's up there. I, I didn't see that confirmed. Did you? Because the, the well, I saw it written. Now whether it, it may be a Vikings record, but I saw it written that he set the record at three hundred forty. Okay, but yeah. Another good thing about having him in the building, he's hooking up with Vikings nutritionalists. Because I can guarantee you, Chow, even at the U.S. Military Academy at West Point, even though it's good, it's not specifically tailored to do the things that they feed football players for and how, you know, high protein and thought all the different stuff they feed football players. Mm -hmm. So it's going to benefit him greatly to be in the building. Hopefully he's found uh, an apartment nearby or he's staying in a hotel for now and that he just sticks to Egan and just soaks it all in. No, I I absolutely agree. My wife is um, asking me important Mm -hmm. questions, so I'm trying to answer and talk at the same time. Um, what's for right. dinner? Uh, that, that's actually exactly what she's asking me. Um, she's asking me to tell her what I want. Um, 
I, I have to build a bowl. So it's not as simple as just, Hey, I want chicken. Um, <laughs> let's keep, let's, let's keep going. This is the more int- most interesting one. Offensive lineman, Jackie Chen, not Jackie Chan, Jackie Chen from Pace College Division Two. Um, so he started playing football in his sophomore year of high school. Um, he was 240 pounds when he entered college. Now he's 6'6", 310. Um, he earned a really good reputation during the, um, the cycle. And nobody really knows a whole lot about him. Like, I can't get tape for pace. Um, scouts believe he has a physical profile needs to uh, learn the technique um, necessary in the NFL. This dude just sounds like a, a mammoth individual. And I'm all for it. Like, take shots on just athletic monsters who you can teach technique to. I like that. You might get lucky. Where is Pace? I I feel like it's in San Diego. Okay. I don't think I've ever heard of Pace University. Maybe some of the viewers have. I want to welcome Justin. Watched his show last night. He has to put up with stuff every time he goes live. I feel for you, Justin. No, I I, I feel that. Um, I have to, I have to deal with things every time we go live too. Um, Dave <laughs> Stefano. <laughs> I know, I know. Um, well, while you're doing that and answering your wife, which is important, we have a special announcement to make. Oh, tell me more. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. There we go. That's better. Hey, everybody. It's Dave from Vikings First and Skull. We're here to announce we're starting a new series called Vikings First and Skull. Skulling with Friends. That's right, friends. We don't have any enemies in the business, so we named it Skulling with Friends. The whole idea is to have one-on-one, possibly one-on-two, but most likely one-on-one interviews with people in the know. They could be from the press. They could be, as an example, beat writers. They could be broadcasters. They could be podcasters, like we are, and they could be Maybe even from the team. Who knows? We hope to get folks 
not only from Vikings land, and we know all those people, we hope to get them from other teams as well that can contribute in some way, shape, or form to your Vikings knowledge as we grow our fandom in the purple, in the Minnesota Vikings, the team we all want to love. So, watch out for it in your podcast stream because it's a podcast-only show for this series, Vikings First and Skull, Skulling with Friends. And as always, what do we say? Skull Vikings! And that was it. And the first episode drops Friday morning. It's already in the can. And we're going to be talking about the boys from LSU. Oh, yeah. And there is a big pipeline from LSU to Minnesota, as as I'm sure you're all well aware. Um, That'll be really fun. Let's keep talking about this class, Dave. Um, CJ Colden, cornerback from Oklahoma. Now, when you think of Oklahoma, you don't think great defense anymore because Alex Grinch kind of ran them into the ground. But Brent Venables is going to end up changing that, and they kind of started here. Um, He's a, a Wyoming transfer. And he only played the one season at Oklahoma. But injuries have kind of hurt him. Uh, he, he's already had a shoulder injury, a torn ACL that have ended seasons. But he uh, led the team with four interceptions and six pass breakups. Um, but the injuries have been a really uh, debilitating factor for him. He's kind of an intriguing guy. I don't necessarily know what he is or how good he'll be. But he's going to be a name to watch, especially at corner, where there are a couple spots kind of up for grabs on this roster. This is where we get to the intrigue here. The first of two, Dave, two Cincinnati middle linebackers. Wilson Huber. Huber's teammate, Ivan Pace Jr., who we'll talk about later. He's the guy everybody wants to talk about because he should have been a fourth round pick probably the highest undrafted player in almost every board um but getting teammates is interesting uh this guy began his career at tight end moved to linebacker kind of uh, made his name on special teams but one of the interesting things he showed um elite explosion and great size so that that can kind of yeah, like that can be worth developing, and especially on special teams, you want guys who can just explode down the field. So, um, it, this is more of a an intrigue depth guy instead of a guy that you think can really make a difference on on your defense. But I like it. Like I, I like I like the fact that you get teammates again. Always a good always a good thing. All right, this guy Cephas Johnson. Southeastern Louisiana wide receiver. Now, Dave, here's the thing about Cephas Johnson. He was a quarterback. Mm-hmm. Last season, he threw for over 1,300 yards and 10 touchdowns. We're also running for five touchdowns. The idea with him is Taysom Hill. Try to use him as a weapon. Utilize him in unique sets. And he's got some intrigue. 6'5", 220, runs a 4'6". Like, there's there's something potentially here. It's more likely than not he ends up on the practice squad if he even stays with the team. But 
scouts believe that there could be something here, and we're going to find out. Right, Odie? Yeah, I know you're excited about the Cephas Johnson, um, and I don't blame you. Johnson, it, It's it, a fast, fascinating piece, and we talked about earlier players with versatility have a better chance of making the team. Well, if he turns out to be a wide receiver, and that's what I did with him down in the senior bowl, put him at, and he has that quarterback lineage. He could always be an emergency quarterback if he gets good enough in the wide receiver role to do that. And we got one of the best wide receiver coaches in the business, Keenan McCardell. And there he is for all you viewers, the one, the only, Odie. Yep, I, I had to grab Odie. He was trying to eat my hairbrush. And yeah, I, I got him kind of to a position where I could give him Odie, say hi to the people. Hi, bud. Nah. All right. I'll put you down because my headphone fell out, and I need that. <laughs> but, yeah, that's Dan, always um, – both seasons, yes. I'm really it. intrigued. I'm really intrigued to see what this guy could be. But anytime you're talking about a position change to the National Football League, that's that's a tough one. Um, it's been done trying to learn before, though. Oh, yeah, absolutely. But even guys who have made this successful transition, Julian Edelman, Took him like three, four years to really get there. So uh, if if he sticks around, give him time. You can't expect him to be a guy right away. Mm-hmm. Just something to be aware of. Kansas State wide receiver Malik Knowles is next. Um, former track guy. He doesn't have the best track numbers. I think he's probably like a 4 five, 5 guy, but he's got really good burst, and you can kind of see that on kickoff. Like once he gets to top speed, he's fine, but it's kind of like that that middle phase where he doesn't like once he gets to that top speed, he's fine. But after that initial burst, it takes him just a little bit longer. Um, he is a return man by trade, um, but he's also like kind of a deep threat on the outside. Needs to learn a lot of nuance at the wide receiver position if he wants to stay. It's interesting. Now they have three kick returners, Brandon Powell, Malik Knowles, and, of course, Kenny Nwangwu, who's already made a Pro Bowl in his two years in the NFL, three kick return touchdowns. But it's always good to have somebody who can do that. Plus, he'd be a good punt gunner just kind of based on his skill set. So you're kind of looking at a multifaceted individual. Um, Like I I said, all these UDFAs, they've got to make the squad – via special teams. That should be first and foremost. When they ask, you know, when they come in and they, you know, what position are you, whether it be I'm interior line, I'm a wide receiver, I'm a cornerback, it should be. But I volunteer for the kickoff team, the punt team, the punt return team, the punt or the kick return team, and any other team you want me on. They've got to do it that way. They've got to come in with that attitude and try to be the best at that because it's that that's going to get their foot in the door and get them on the squad. I feel that. I feel that. And this this guy is going to be a um, an interesting one, and it's the one everybody's been talking about, and that is Cincinnati linebacker Ivan Pace Jr. I graded him out. I gave him an early fourth-round pick. Um Justin, I appreciate you mentioning that. Uh, we don't want to beg for likes, but if you do like what you're listening to and watching, please hit that button to help us out. It makes a massive difference. Comments do too. 
as well as hitting subscribe. All the things. Look, you hear it in every YouTube video. It does make a difference, and that's the only reason why we ask. Um, and sharing with friends and getting them to subscribe. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yes, that's true. Um, let's talk about Pace. Um, Ivan Pace Jr., very weird linebacker prospect. He's like 5'11", 235, and as a middle linebacker, Dave, Mm-hmm. A middle linebacker, and I can't stress that enough. He's a pass rusher. He's a pass rusher. Yeah, because That's- he's not as good at pass coverage. Yeah, but he's like he's like a he's a genuine pass rusher. That's mm-hmm. very odd. Um, you don't get a lot of middle linebackers who specialize as a pass rusher. Um, as a blitzer. But yet, oh, he also can just rush the passer, too. He had nine and a half sacks last year. Um, uh, 20, or he also had uh, 21 and a half tackles for loss. Like, this dude knows how to penetrate. You can see he's thickly built, former wrestler. Um, but I'll say this even though he can't move laterally, if there's a place where he can succeed, it's in Minnesota. Brian Flores will find a role for this dude, and he he will figure out how to utilize his skill set and maximize what he can do. And I don't know what kind of future he has, but I like the idea of Ivan Pace Jr. Let's see what happens. Let's let's figure it out. I just wish he would have gotten the zero. But that's life. He's going to he wear 40. He's going to wear number 40. Number of my favorite all-time Vikings player, Jimmy Klein Sasa. Uh, I thought you were going to say Kentrell Brothers. <laughs> you funny. Oh, I know I'm funny. Just make sure you tell my wife that. She doesn't think so sometimes. <laughs> she wrong. She wrong. Dan uh, is right. Kendricks was good in the, back in the double as a blitzer back in the double A gap days. Yes, he was. Mm-hmm. And Pace, yep. if you see him sneak up, watch his tape, or at least clips I've seen, he's outstanding. He just darts through that line. That he does. All right. Georgia kicker, Jack Podlesny. Look, this guy does not have a big like. He's he's relatively accurate, but I don't see him unseating Greg Joseph unless he just has a phenomenal camp. That'll be something to keep an eye on. Well, but he's 98% on his extra points. However, he has a hard time with field goals beyond 45 is what I read. And some of that can be from the hashes because the hashes are so much farther out and you have to angle it a lot more. But it's I was told that it's incredibly hard to project kickers to the next level. You're basically seeing what they what they can do and what they're bad at and just how you can fix it. Like it's so hard to project kickers. Um it just kind of is what it is. Uh Baylor tight end Ben Sims is next. Uh, this guy's going to be brought in as kind of a blocking tight end. He loves watching like the San Francisco 49ers to kind of see what they're doing as far as like because they love to use their tight ends to block. This is a really talented football player, and I'm very intrigued to kind of see if they find a role for him. It, could he maybe take Johnny Munt's job? Is he going to um, like take Ben Ellison's spot? Like Her muse. that. That $300,000 difference between like him and Johnny Munt or Ben Ellison can be a really big deal on the salary cap. So that's something to keep an eye on with these lower-level 
um, like his fringe roster guys. Um, North Dakota, or sorry, North Carolina state wide receiver Thayer Thomas, super productive, but he's short. He's not physically gifted. Um, there, there's video of him just being a dynamic route runner in practice. You got to be careful with those because a lot of those routes where they just look really good take like four or five seconds, and that's not that's just not plausible at the NFL level. Um, he, this is the one UDFA that I think is going to have the longest shot to make the team. Um, I just I don't see it, um, especially with uh, the UDFAs that they brought in. I think the other two wide receivers are much um, more intriguing players than Thomas. And we don't really use a true slot, per se, and that's kind of what Thomas is. So it that one's interesting. I wonder if that has anything to do with the punt return job. So we'll keep an eye on that. Najee Thompson, Georgia Southern cornerback. This dude is odd. Um, he had abysmal testing abysmal like 0.3 like like a three percentile tester but he plays a lot like when you watch him play he plays faster than that so trying to kind of figure that out um it's weird that he's a he ran so slow because he's a two-time state champion in the 200 and 400 meter and he currently holds the south carolina high school state record in the 200 meter like this dude is fast so um He's already embraced special teams in college. Uh, I, I'm kind of intrigued to see what he could be. I don't know if he'll be anything, but it's that one's worth keeping an eye on. And Kevin Fielder from VikingsWire.com is going to sat down with him for 30 minutes and had a nice conversation. That piece is going to be up here this week, kind of profiling him, and I think that's going to be worth your time because Kevin does a tremendous job with those kind of pieces. One more player, Dave, and then we're going to get out of here. Indiana cornerback Jalen Williams. Um, interesting player he's got he, he doesn't have the size but he has the ability to be aggressive at the catch point he kind of got torched a little bit by guys like Marvin Harrison Jr but he's probably going to be a slot defender in the NFL and it, it'll be interesting to see how he kind of fits and how he projects because he's a smaller guy but you can never have too many guys who can play in the slot um, then that's you can never have too many corners. <laughs> period. I know. Um, that's the general synopsis of the UDFA class. As, as we kind of keep learning more about these guys, we will keep bringing it to you. But now you kind of get a sense of, of who everybody is. And Dave, that's our show. Outstanding. All we got left is on Friday morning. Check your podcast feeds for Vikings First and Skull. Sculling with friends as we talk about the boys from LSU. And this weekend, I don't know if we're rolling back to Saturday or not, but Saturday or Sunday at 4 o'clock, watch out for the notifications. You get two old bloggers, Darren and I, will take this week and we'll put our own special old man spin on it to see how the Vikings are doing and where they're going. It should be fun. And in the meantime... If you're not watching us, which we greatly appreciate all the likes, love, the comments on Twitter, on on YouTube, we see them. Uh, just keep them coming. But if you're not watching us, share the love with the rest of the community. There's some great podcasters here. Justin, you see hops in the remarks. He's a good one. And here shortly, I'm going to go hop on and watch a little horned up. 
Why? Because I love to laugh and see what those guys are up to. So, as always, what do we say there, buddy? Skull Vikings. Skull Vikings. Like, subscribe, and ring the bell to get notifications. It helps us grow this community that we all love our Minnesota Vikings. And on behalf of Tyler Fornis and myself, Dave Stefano, thank you so dearly for watching The Real Forno Show. Skull, everyone!